podcast for hairdressers. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Just Jay Z. Um, it is just Jesse here today because Stu is again doing hair. We have kind of realized that it's a lot harder to coordinate these podcasts than we originally thought. It's kind of funny because we work together every day. We're together socially. We're together when we travel for classes, but it's never like a quiet setting where we can just record a podcast when we're on the road or, you know, hanging out. So it's been a little bit harder to coordinate these but he is going to be changing his schedule around a little bit and he's going to be back in my office with me three days a week. So because of that, we're going to be having more time to film and record and do all of the fun things for just Jay-Z. So today it's just me, but he will be here on the next episode. Don't worry. So I have gotten a lot of questions on Instagram over the years that I've been on there. And one that I repeatedly see a lot is, um, you know, details and questions about influencing on Instagram and becoming a hairdresser that has a platform and, you know, how to build a name for yourself with social media. So I kind of wanted to touch on that subject because, you know, it is a huge part of my life and it's something that is really important to me as dumb as that sounds because it's social media. But I think there's kind of like a negative stigma out there that if you care about social media, you're shallow. Um, you know, if you're posting your whole life, you're superficial. And I really just don't think that's the case. It may be for some people, but I know for me, it's helped build my business. It's helped get me to where I'm at and I'm really passionate about it. So I kind of wanted to answer your guys's questions and go over my opinions on it. Um, so two questions I pulled up that I got in particular recently that I screenshotted were, um, someone saying they wanted to talk. They wanted me to talk about being social media famous. And I say that in air quotes because I'm not, um, as a hairstylist and also how does it affect you or not affect you? And then the other one is how to overcome the stigma of being a Utah influencer. And I thought both of these questions were great. So I'm going to touch on the first one to start off. And this one is tricky because I feel like social media has just over the last probably five years or so become a job. It's a way that some people can make income now. And I think that is so great because social media is like the number one way to market and advertise yourself, whether it's a business that you have or it's a skill that you have that you're trying to promote. And it's free marketing and free advertising and you can't beat that. So I think it's really great that people have been able to take that um, platform and turn it into a job or even just use it as marketing. So I think it's really great, but I think that sometimes it does get a negative stigma, like I said, because, you know, a lot of times with influencers, you never know what to believe. Are they just getting paid to say this? Do they even like this product? And a lot of times you'll also see influencers that jump from brand to brand, whether it's hair extensions or clothing or, you know, anything that they're promoting. And then it makes you wonder, well, do you really like this or are you just going to whoever gives it to you for free? So, you know, that can be tricky. And the interesting thing about my position is I'm actually on both sides of it because I guess in a sense, I'm an influencer because I have a following on my personal page, my YouTube, my hair page, and I do get brand deals and products and companies approaching me. And then on the flip side, I own a company and we do have to work with influencers at times and we do get approached for collabs and we have done them in the past. And so I've also seen that side of it. And I can say as like an influencer, I hate saying that word. I wish there was a better word for it, but, um, as someone who has, you know, a social media following and, um, get, I get approached by companies. Like I said, it is kind of tricky. I have always kind of gone about it in the way of if I don't like it and I don't use it in real life, then I'm not going to talk about it. 
And I actually love sharing things that work for me, especially now that I'm a mom. I love sharing bottles and swaddles and binkies and clothing and things that I've found that work for me as a new mom and things that I love getting for Jagger. And a lot of the times you guys, like honestly, like 95% of the time I'm not getting paid. I didn't get them sent for free. I'm just sharing them because I love it and it works for me. And I remember when I was pregnant, I would research on YouTube and Instagram and try to find videos, um, of people doing hauls and reviews so that I knew what to get. So I just love doing that and sharing my life in general. And being a mom is a great way to, you know, share because there's so many moms out there who want advice and are looking for new things to try out. So, um, I actually just genuinely love it. And of course I have worked with some brands and products. And, um, when you're first starting out and you're smaller, it's definitely more like, you know, we'll send you this stuff for free if you do a story or a post. So, I've done a lot of trade work like that. Um, and then I also have done some stuff where I've gotten paid as well. And I think it just kind of depends on the product and the brand and, you know, how much I actually have to put into it, what they're requiring. I actually just recently hired a social media manager. I literally, you guys have been on Instagram and YouTube for like four years now. And I didn't even really know you could get paid. Like I thought people had to approach you. And even if anyone offered me like a hundred dollars, I'm like, that's amazing. And I had no idea that it was actually like a full fledged job. And my social media manager has kind of been helping me, um, organize my brand and get all of that on point and kind of like coming up with deals for me and what I should be charging for things, which is really cool. Um, but I love that she is also really in tune with who I am. And she's always like, you know, we're going to try to keep this true to you and your audience. And she's never going to like pressure me to take a deal. I don't want to take. And that's important to me because yes, it's cool that I can make money this way, but I never want to promote something that I wouldn't use in real life. And if a product has ever, um, gotten sent to me, or if a brand reaches out to me, I always like to use it first, or I even order it myself and use it before I talk about it because I want to make sure that it's genuine and that I know that I like it before I do recommend it to people because I've followed people in the past where you're like, okay, you're just, you know, saying this because you're being paid or you're being sent this thing. And I don't ever want to seem disingenuous. So I think that is the hard line as an influencer is like, you know, you want to get paid and you want to make a living off of this because the more followers you have, the more money you can make. And also on the flip side, the more followers you have, like the better your engagement is and you build this little community. And my favorite thing about having a following is the community I've built. I know that if I ever have a question or I need advice, I can put it out on my story and I get so many responses. And I think that the coolest thing about being on social media is that people feel like they know you. I know I do that with people I follow. And so, you know, people will just respond and we have conversations and we get to know each other. And then when I do end up meeting some of my followers at classes or just out and about, it's so cool because like they already know things about you and they feel like they know you and you can just become instant friends. So I love that about influencing, but I do hate that it has a negative stigma and I try my hardest to make sure that I don't fall into that. Um, and then on the flip side with a business, it's a little bit hard because, Um, you know, we will get people all the time wanting to collab with us. And in the beginning we did do a lot of collabs. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. And, um, now we're a little pickier. I am really picky about who I'll send hair to, who I will choose to partner with. I want to make sure that what they stand for on their Instagram, um, you know, goes hand in hand with what we do, their content stuff that we'd want to repost. They're genuine. They'll post stories, they'll tag us and they'll just, you know, tell people about us, you know, because we're giving them product or whatever the trade may be. And we have a few influencers we work with now that are really great and I love them. But in the past I've worked with people who 
just literally hop from salon to salon trying to get free installs, free hair, um, or, you know, just trying to get whatever they can. And then they'll do one post and tag us in it and then go to the next one. And it's just kind of annoying to me because like, since I can see both sides, I would never do that. And so it's kind of hard, but I understand that that's just part of the industry. So I've worked with people like that who just seem really ungrateful and that kind of rubs me the wrong way because I don't care if you have 10 followers or 10,000 or 10 million, you should never feel entitled or act like someone owes you something because of that following. Yes, building a following is hard work. And yes, I admire anyone who's done it, but I still feel like at the end of the day, if you're um, getting a service done or you're getting a product for free, you should still be appreciative of that and not act like it's below you and that you should get it for free. Um, I actually have never, ever, ever in my Instagram or YouTube career approached anyone for anything free, which is something I'm proud of because I just don't believe in that. I always let people approach me. I would just feel weird to like ask for things for free. I just think that would be so crazy. Um, but everyone's different. And I know that we had a client one time who, um, it was like a couple years ago. She's always wanting to collab and we just kind of realized it wasn't the right fit. She had less followers than we did, which, you know, sounds superficial to even think about that. But you know, if you're trying to collab with someone, um, you have to think that business is giving away product that they can make money off of. So for us, it didn't make sense to give product away to someone who had less of a following than we did. Um, so she was like at the salon getting her hair done and she was paying for it. And then she was trying to ask if she could trade for extensions and do a post, and we didn't really feel open to it at that time. So we told the stylist to tell her no. And then the stylist said that like, while she was getting her hair done, she was like on her phone, like Instagramming other extension companies, trying to just get whoever she could. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad we said no to that. Cause she's just going to whoever she can get it from. And because of that, I felt like whatever post she may have done for us, it wouldn't have been genuine. So I think as a business owner, I am picky about that. And I think it helps me as an influencer because then I can understand from a business perspective, how the companies I'm working with would want to be treated and what they would want me to do on my end. So I feel like that does kind of help me. Um, as far as how it affects me or doesn't affect me, I would say that at the end of the day, I am so grateful for the platform I've been given and don't get me wrong. It's hard work. You know, you have to be consistent. The biggest thing that I tell people if they're trying to start a YouTube channel or grow a following on Instagram is that consistency is key. You can't start a channel or start an Instagram post once and then in two months post another thing. You're never going to build that way. You know, I know it's hard to create content and edit it and um, come up with captions and come up with, you know, creative ideas. But if you're wanting this, you have to work really hard for it. And I remember at the beginning with my YouTube channel, I was posting, you know, a few days a week and constantly filming videos, constantly editing. It was my life. And I still feel like it kind of is. Um, but I was just posting as many hair tutorials as I could. And I was just trying to get content out there and eventually got to the point where I saw my following grow. And I feel like it grew pretty quickly in the beginning. And that is what made my Instagram grow. I knew anytime I posted a video, I would get more followers over on my Instagram page. And so that was really cool to kind of see. And once you start seeing results like that, it's a lot easier to keep going, but it does take a second to get there. So don't get discouraged. I know it's harder now. I mean, that was four years ago for me and it's harder now because it's more saturated and there's more people online. But I honestly believe that everyone um, has something unique to share. And if you're interested in putting your life out there and sharing on YouTube and Instagram, then you need to do it because someone is going to find value in that content. So I was consistent and I tried to 
think of creative ideas. Um, you know, there's times you get stuck creatively and I would just feel like my videos were all the same, but as I've kind of grown and the companies evolved, I branched into doing, you know, not just hair videos, but lifestyle and motherhood and vlogs. And it's been really fun because now I feel like I've attracted an even broader audience. And so it's been people from all over who enjoy content like that, like lifestyle stuff in general. And of course I'm still doing hair stuff. That's always going to be a big part of who I am, but it's been nice because as my channel's grown, I've been able to add more content and it's all genuine to who I am and it all fits into my life. So it's been really cool. Um, but I would just say, yes, have consistency. Um, you know, try to take one day a week to plan out your content and, you know, think of video ideas, think of photo ideas and just take time to focus on that. Um, but going back to what I was saying is I'm so grateful for it. And it's amazing that the platform I have worked so hard to build has given me what I have today. You know, without my Instagram and my YouTube, I wouldn't have my business. I wouldn't have what I have today. It's, it's crazy. You guys like just thinking back on that, like all the hard work I put into it and these free platforms have given me what I have. So don't give up because your dreams can come true. I promise. Um, but on the flip side, it is really hard. And this goes back to that question of how it affects you. I wanted to start off answering it by saying how grateful I am because I am so grateful. But um, as my following has grown, I have realized that there are hard things about being online. And I think one of the hardest things is like you get negativity and you get criticism and you think you get people who think they know you when they don't. And at first I just got criticism on like the hair I'm doing. Right. And that is hard for anyone because as a hairdresser, like whether you're new or you've been doing it a while, you're always still going to be like somewhat unconfident in your skill level. You know, like we're all still learning as we go. And especially when I was starting out, I was new ish. And so when anyone would like, you know, comment negative things about my work, it really hurt. Cause I was like, that's my passion and I'm putting myself out there and I'm just trying to help people. And I would get, you know, negative people commenting hate. And that was always hard. And then as my channel has grown and my Instagram's, you know, kind of grown as well, I've branched outside of hair, like I've said, and now I'm in more lifestyle and that's brought my personal life into my channel and my Instagram. And I love it, but it also can be really hard because then all of a sudden people think they know you. And now I'm not getting judged on the hair I do, but I'm also getting judged on my personal life and my opinions and my views and things that are happening in my social circles and my marriages and my baby and my family and things that I've put out there and shared with people. Um, you know, now I'm getting hate on those things. And it's crazy because like I said, people think they know you because they follow you. And sometimes that gives people bravery and, you know, being behind a keyboard or behind a phone gives them a sense of, I can say whatever I want and it's not going to affect this person. Sometimes you don't see people you follow as real human beings with feelings and, just because someone's successful or has a following does not mean they don't have hard days. It doesn't mean that they don't feel things just like you do. And so it's baffling to me the things I've received and gotten. And of course, over time, I've grown a thicker skin and it's gotten easier. But um, as things have happened in my personal life with like friendships and my marriage ending and then getting remarried and having a baby and everything that went into all of that drama, um, it's been hard because there are certain things that I'll get comments on and people don't know the real story, you guys, whether it's, you know, something that happened with a friend of mine or my divorce or anything like that. Yes, I share a lot of my life and I actually have like no filter. Like I actually am an open book and I share a lot, but still at the end of the day, 
there's things I haven't shared, whether it's because I legally can't or because I choose not to, or because out of respect for someone else, I'm not sharing it. Um, I've shared as much as I can and feel comfortable with, but there's always more behind the scenes. You guys, there's two sides to every story. Actually this quote, I love there's three sides to every story. There's your side, the other person's side and the truth, which is always somewhere in the middle. Um, and that's true. You guys, no matter how much I put out there or how much anyone puts out there, there's always more that goes on that you don't see online. And, um, I think the hardest part for me is when I get hate or criticism about situations that I'm unable to talk about because of those reasons. And I can't defend myself and that's hard. Um, And I think probably one of the trickiest things about making my life so public is people get to know the people in my life. So like my friendships, people know Stu and he's built this little community as well because of his job here. And I love that you guys like not saying that I'm responsible for his following. He's worked so hard for it, but I think people started to recognize him because he was at Jay-Z and now he's built a loyal fan base and people love Stu for who he is. And I love that. And I've kind of you know, had other people in my life over the years that I've given opportunities to, and I put them out there and they've kind of grown a following and yes, they've worked hard for it as well, but people knew them originally because of me. And I hate saying that, but it is true. And then if those friendships end or those work relationships end, people automatically assume I'm the bad guy because I am the business owner or the one with the following. And I think, I think a lot of times influencers or people online get Um, like a bad reputation for being snobby. And so I think that anytime I've ever lost an employee or a friend or an employee that was a friend, I feel like I get like this, um, what's the word? I get like a stigma or like a reputation of like, oh, she must be hard to work with or she must be a bad friend or she must be stuck up or she's letting it get to her head. And so anytime something like that behind the scenes falls apart. I really do worry about like the public perception and what it's going to do to my business and my reputation. And it sucks because a lot of those things are really personal. I've lost two really good friends within the past year that both worked for me um, recently. And it sucks because I can't really talk about what happened. You know, I, out of respect for them, like I actually could, I could come on here and tell you everything that happened on my side as a business owner and a friend, but it wouldn't be fair to them because I have the bigger platform and I have the bigger following and I'm not here to use that to like get anyone to send other people hate or to like, you know, get my side across and get people to side with me. That's just not who I've been. It's never who I will be. Um, yes, at times I've had to defend myself online. Uh, I think that if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen some things like that. Um, I mean, a couple months ago, I, um, had to go on my Instagram and kind of clap back at Ricky who used to work here. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you're listening to this, know who that is. And that was one of the situations that was hard for me because he worked for me for like over two years, became really close with my family and we were really close friends and it kind of ended over a lot of crazy things that had happened behind the scenes. And he was, you know, being a little, um, caddy online and I had to kind of stand up for myself. And there are certain situations in the past that I've had to do that. And I think that's okay to stand up for yourself and say your side. And I wasn't trying to tear him down. I even like tried to address him and say like, Hey, message me, let's work this out. And it never happened. But I think in those situations, I've had to do things like that, that it sucks and I'm uncomfortable with it, but I've had to. Um, but also at the same time, I would never go into like the real personal details of that situation because Yes, there were things that happened that I would never want to share with anyone, whether it was a mistake I made or a mistake they made, you know? So as far as that situation goes, um, 
it was really hard and I, w- I wish Ricky the best. I think he's so talented. I think he has the biggest heart and, um, obviously it didn't work out between us here at Jay-Z for certain reasons, but I do wish him the best in all that he does. And anyone that I've had like beef with, I, I don't wish bad things on them because at one point I cared about them and I, the same goes for my ex-husband. Like there's things that I, you know, don't love about him and, things that he's kind of made me do and like situations he's put me in. But at the same time, like he was my husband for five years and I cared about him and his family really deeply. And so because of that, I'm never going to hate him and I'm never going to hate Ricky and I'm never going to hate anyone I've lost friendships with, you know? Um, and even employees that I've lost, like in the salon world, there's so much turnover and you're always going to lose employees, you guys, whether it was because they just need to move on or they're ready for the next step in their career or because something happened and it's not the right fit. It's just going to happen. But because I'm a business owner that has like a following and a presence online, I feel like anytime that happens, whether it's a completely normal situation and they just, you know, felt like they wanted to be booth rent because we're commission. I still feel like I get people questioning like, well, why did they leave? And it sucks. But you know, that's what I signed up for doing this. And like I said, I'm super grateful for my platform, but it does suck that in situations that are really personal, I do get a lot of like judgment and hate when they don't know the full story. Um, you know, like a, a big thing that happened to me this year is I lost one of my best friends and, um, that one's been really hard and I haven't opened up about it really at all online. Um, I've made a few comments here and there when I've gotten questions, but it's something I probably never will talk about. Um, she worked for me for a long time. I'm sure a lot of you know who I'm talking about. And there was a lot of bad things that went on with that one. And, out of respect for her and the situation and the relationship that we had, I I never will talk about it publicly. Like she was like my sister for a long time. And it really saddens me that it ended the way it did. And that there were things I found out that, um, I just had no idea were happening for a long time behind my back. And as like a business owner, it hurt, but as like a friend, it hurt even more. And I'm still kind of processing that trauma. And there wasn't really closure closure to that situation. I kind of just chose to remove myself from it as soon as I started finding out more and more. And um, I felt like ending that friendship and leaving that situation was what was best for me personally, best for my business, and honestly, best for like my family and my friendships. Um, and that's all I'm really going to say about it. But it was a really, really hard thing. And it sucks when you're going through that, like losing a friend in general, guys is never easy, especially if it's a best friend, but going through it publicly is even harder because then people start to notice, like you don't follow each other anymore. You're not posting with each other what's going on. And it's so hard because I'm, I'm, I can't talk about it, you know? And because I don't want to, I don't, it's not fair to her or me. And there are things that should be kept private. So I think that when it comes to like putting yourself online, if you're trying to build um, a business or be an influencer or anything, just kind of keep that in mind that at the end of the day, it's really great to share your life with people. And I'm so glad I have shared my trials and my struggles online and my good moments. I've, I've shared it all. And because of that, I feel like I've built a really loyal community and I love what I've built. But at the same time, you know, it is hard and there are certain things that need to be kept private and that's okay. So if you're starting to dabble into the, you know, online realm of sharing your life, just know that it is okay to keep some things private. You are not obligated to share your whole life with people just because you've shared a big chunk of it. So I think that's one lesson that I've had to learn over this last year, especially going through a divorce publicly 
and like a custody battle publicly and then losing friends and growing a business. Um, I used to share everything and now I've kind of become a little more reserved about what I share. And so that would be my biggest piece of advice for someone who's trying to build. And that is how it's affected me. So, um, it's been hard in some ways and it's been amazing in other ways. And as far as the other comment I got that was um, talking about influencers in Utah, if you don't live in Utah or you don't know this, there are like a lot of influencers here. Um, I think a lot of people in Utah are creative minded and there's a lot of entrepreneurs and influencers and bloggers and it's awesome and I love it. Um, But at the same time, I think that the mommy blogger mentality in Utah is overwhelming to some. And yes, there is totally a stigma like I get it. Um, and so I've tried to, at least for my platform and my page, give people what they want to see, but also, you know, try not to fit into a certain mold that I think will, you know, do better because this is what people want. I yes, want to give people the content they want, but at the same time, I'm not going to conform to be something I'm not. And I don't want to be a typical Utah mommy blogger because that's not me. I, um, I'm not a stay at home mom. Yes. I'm going to share my mom hacks, but I'm a working mom and that's more my platform. So I'm going to share what works for me. And my following also expands all over the country. So I feel like I'm kind of catering to what I've seen my followers want. So, um, if you live in Utah, if you live anywhere else, just don't buy into the mold that you think that you need to be to build a following. I think some people have a hard time building a following because they think they need to be this certain way or act this certain way. And then it comes across as not genuine. And I think something that's helped me have success is I've always been myself since day one. Um, I have just, put myself out there and I've never tried to be someone I'm not. And I, you know, you guys, I have so many videos on my channel where I have no makeup on. I have a bad spray tan. I'm a mess. My extensions are out. I've shown you guys my real hair, which is not in great condition. And I don't care. Like I've never cared about that. I just wanted to be myself and show up. And, um, of course there's times I'm a little self-conscious about it and I've gotten comments that are kind of mean, but at the same time, I'm like, whatever. Like I would, love to see someone I follow go on and do stuff like this. And I do follow people like that and it makes them more real to me. And I love that content. So I enjoy putting it out there as well. So as far as stigmas goes, don't try to fit into a box, be your genuine self. And I think that if you are yourself, the followers that are going to really connect with you and help you grow are going to naturally come. It's just like in the hair industry, when you're trying to build a clientele, if you are yourself and you're putting out, um, the work that you believe in and you're passionate about your clientele will build and you're going to attract the clients that are right for you. And that's why I think that competition is so stupid because the, you know, the hairdresser that's down the road from you, yes, they may be so talented, but they're not you. And they are going to attract a different clientele that's better for them. And you're going to attract what's better for you. And there are enough heads in the, of hair in the world to go around. So as far as like, you know, having competition in that aspect or even online, like it can be so easy to compare yourself to other people and how many followers they have, but just try not to worry about that. Because like I said, you are you, they are them, and you're both going to attract the followers that Um, want to follow you and enjoy your content. And the best thing about building a following is that, you know, our followers don't get to just choose one person. It's not like hairdressers where it's like that client goes to that one person. People get to follow as many people as they want. So it's so easy to build a following if you're genuine because, you know, people are going to be attracted to you and also another person for a different reason and they can follow both of you and it's okay. So All right, you guys, that was my little spiel for today. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this little episode. If you want to hear more about, um, you know, putting yourself out like out there online or building a brand online or, 
the ups and downs of it, let me know and I can expand further on this topic. I could actually talk about this forever because it's a part of my everyday life. Um, but let's get into peaks and pits. All right, let's talk peaks and pits. All right, so doing this alone is a little weird. Usually I have Stu here and we can like kind of bounce off of each other with our peaks and pits, but I will just do it alone. So my pit for the week would probably be that we just got home from Nashville on Monday and we leave for Houston tomorrow, which I'm actually really excited about. I'm not like scared to go on another trip or like sad that I'm going on another trip, but the fact that like I got home immediately, it's back into work and um, and then packing and stuff we have going on and then leaving again, it's just like a little crazy. So my pit is just that I had to literally get off one flight and then onto another. So, um, I'm just a little overwhelmed because I still haven't packed and we have a lot going on today. And then my peak for the week would probably be, um, that we are actually throwing my mom a surprise party tonight and I'm so excited about it. By the time this episode comes out, she would have already known about it because it's happening in a few hours. Um, but it's her birthday tomorrow and we are actually flying to Houston on her birthday. So since we were gonna be gone, we wanted to do something nice for her. So we are throwing her a party at the salon and we are getting her distracted. Stu's gonna take her to get her nails done while we set up and we're doing it like momager Chris Jenner themed. And if you follow us, you know that that's totally her. Um, and we're gonna be doing a lot of her favorite things and it's gonna be really cute and exciting. So that's my peak of the week. I'll definitely be doing a vlog on the whole party. So make sure you stay tuned for my video on that on my YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, that's my peak and pit of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, if you want me to talk about this some more, let me know. And I for sure will. Um, also like on my Instagram, please DM me if you have any interesting topics you want to hear on the podcast. I'm always willing to hear, um, what you guys want to hear on the podcast because it's, you know, so easy to run out of ideas and I want to make sure that I'm talking about things you guys enjoy. So let me know, um, by messaging me on Instagram in the show notes, you can find all of the Instagram links that you can follow for the business for me, for Stu, but we do post all of the podcast updates on jayzystyles.co. My Instagram is jayz.styles and just jesse with four eyes. And you can find all of that below, like I said, as well as Stu's info. And thank you guys so much for listening. It's super fun to do this. Sometimes it's like therapeutic to just sit here by myself and do a podcast and just talk because, um, you never get to do that on your own. Like if you're talking to yourself on your own without doing a podcast, it's weird. So <laughs> this gives me an excuse to do it. And sometimes talking about subjects like this just kind of helps me release. Like, you know, I was just talking about friendships I lost and it kind of did help me a little bit. So that's great. So thank you again for listening, you guys, and I will catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.